0: Welcome to Running Is Bullshit, I'm Stuart.
1: And I'm Amy, and you're listening to the podcast that loves to hate running. Welcome to episode 113, where we'll be talking about the worst time of year to run, never-ending, ceaseless racing, and the greatest running nutrition tip flying under the radar.
0: Oh yes, all of that and more to come. I mean, a little bit more. This is going to be a perhaps a little bit of a quieter week for us so if you are running listening this you're gonna to have to run faster to get your usual mileage in so you know crack on let's go
1: yeah if you if you're doing a race like an ultra, just dnf when the podcast ends
0: oh yeah yeah absolutely
1: I mean you've not got anything else to listen to so no way you're going to finish
0: what is the point uh, if you are running on the trails as well hopefully you do cut yourself at some point uh, I've often said before it's not a real trail run unless there's blood and I've now kind of come to the realisation of what it actually is is there are trail gods and they demand a blood sacrifice uh, they must be satisfied on every trail run now I'm not saying you need to go and cut yourself we are not endorsing cutting yourself uh, because the trail gods they'll see through that uh, yeah. just a little scratch will do for you for your run to be truly blessed
1: it's got to be earned you know
0: the blood has to be earned
1: i feel like i'm especially blessed because i always get my legs scratched up even if i go on a run with other people and nobody else has got their legs scratched up i come out with blood and it's those sort of scratches that you get where blood is pretty much drib dribbling mm-hmm. down oh, your yeah. leg from like a little scratch and it looks it looks worse than it is but it always it always seems to be me i don't know why
0: yeah, well, you know, if you don't fancy that yourself, just send a friend like Amy on ahead to go yeah. and make their way through the bushes, make the way through that overgrown path, yep. and hopefully they get cut. Or as when Amy came out with me and Jen before, she went last in out of the three of us, yeah. and still got was the only one that got scratched.
1: Yes, exactly. And there was one point in that run as well where I somehow got my body, like not even just my legs, my my upper body tangled in a in like a bit of what is it called, the thorny things? Bramble? A bramble, a bit of bramble was wrapped around me to the point where, no matter which way I moved, it was cutting into me. And they just had to fall. How that happened, I do not know. But the trail
0: going? gods looked down on you and smiled. They did, they, they did. They were delighted
1: it was a blessed run
0: Uh, let's talk about the last episode caroline the average athlete at average maybe said definitely too overgrown at the moment at a recent ultra we took the os path through a field avoiding the long alternative route with disgruntled cows and the grass was over my head luckily at borough fergie is a foot taller than me and was able to navigate 30 minutes for that kilometer was bullshit he yeah. then replied and said the most fun bit was where you ended up face to face with a surprised looking cow who had been completely obscured by the height of the grass.
1: That is now new fear unlocked because when I've been going through places with very high grass where I can't see, I assume there's no livestock in there. Because in my silly little primary school head, I'm like, well, they would have eaten the grass away so I'd be able to see them. But obviously well, I think that's generally not cows place.
0: aren't in fields that are like that overgrown
1: thank you for confirming that because i'm pretty sure i tend to think i'm safe in fields like that
0: yeah i would have thought that feels like something that escaped it's like how sheep randomly escape into lanes and things don't they like if they if they get startled there it's their own fault um but if there's a cow in a field where the grass is completely obscuring it that's just no one's fault that's just bad luck Mm. so there's another thing for you to worry about on your long runs now
1: i'm already worried about livestock not sheep obviously but like uh yeah, yeah cows are a constant fit and horses as well yeah thanks yeah. for that
0: cool <laughs> Ooh.
1: On to our tea updates we've partnered with bird and blend tea which means we'll tell you what tea we're drinking if you like the sound of that you can go to com forward slash tea click on the links and buy some tea if you want stewart what are you drinking
0: uh, we've been banging on about cold brews. I finally got around to making one because I thought, Ooh. oh, it's summer. Get the cold brews out. It is piercing re- with rain today. Uh, well, alternately between bright sunshine and then, you know, the kind of rain where you kind of go to the window and look at it and go, Phew, yeah, that's raining. It's one of those kind of big rains. So uh, that's yep. really appropriate today. But it is fairy dust. So we've got a nice kind of Ooh. rosy, fruity uh, lemonade tea here.
1: That's one of my favourites for making cold brews, fairy dust. It's, it's uh, one of my favourite...
0: Really Teas that sounds like a 90s rave drug. Definitely. <laughs> How about you?
1: I am drinking one of my favourites, which is coconut oolong. It's so good. Oh, yes. It's so good. One of my absolute favourites. And it gets better with subsequent brews. So you could probably get like three cups out of it like three brews out of it which is yeah, no good because some of the teas like you get one good one and then one shitty one and then one non-existent one um but this sort of ferments itself in a way i don't know if i'm describing that properly but yeah it's good it's a really good one oolong like the the, the taste of the oolong is sort of balanced out by the coconut like the creaminess of the coconut really really good
0: very good amy what's your star sign
1: uh, gemini
0: a weird question i know but it's because bird and blend are doing some zodiac teas Uh, let's have a look what your gemini tea is
1: i'm interested to know like how they because like obviously some of the bird and blend are very self-explanatory like milk coconut milk oolong does what it says on the tin but zodiac i'd I'd love to know the thought process behind how you marry sort of uh flavors with it
0: possibly shouldn't look at that too much Uh, luckily for you Gemini tea is not fish tea uh you'll be delighted to hear it is chinese milk oolong tea Oh. With some green tea and some apple pieces, That's black weird. peppercorns and elderberries. Ooh. You know what? I've
1: never believed in I've never believed in uh, horoscopes, but now I do because that sounds yeah. like a pretty good match. What What's your tea? What's your hor- What's your uh, zodiac? Uh,
0: mine is Aquarius, and mine is a green tea with lemon peel and sprinkles. Again, very appropriate. If I'm gonna have green tea, I'm probably gonna have lemon in it because citrus is always good, and sprinkles love some sprinkles.
1: That's how have they? Do- it's that Zodiac thing, isn't it? Of, like, yeah. you read it and you think, oh, that does, that does apply to me.
0: it yeah, absolutely <laughs> does. I like the one of yours, Chinese Mulgolong tea, with some black peppercorns and fruit. That's really interesting.
1: Mm. mm. Yeah, I, I've heard that people that are into Zodiacs, Gemini's, like, the worst you can be.
0: Oh, yeah. People, yeah. people
1: hate Geminis. But a lot of the... <laughs> a lot of the uh, characteristics of Geminis are, n- are nothing like me, like, at all. So, it's... Uh, I mean, I'm not going to describe them because some people say, yeah, it is like you, because they're all like really negative, but it's, it's really not like me at all. No.
0: Well, if you're into tea, if you're into Zodiacs, have a look at our website, runningsbs.com forward slash tea, buy some tea. If you're into Zodiacs and horoscopes and stuff, please do not get in touch with us because we do not care.
1: <laughs> Typical whatever you've said you are.
0: <laughs> <sighs> Amy, is there a good time of year to run?
1: Yes. I'm going to say
0: no. Uh, October. Mm, Uh, here is why I put this out on the socials this week did quite well and I've I've, I've figured it out basically January is too icy February too wet March too muddy April too many races May too much pollen June too many bugs July too overgrown August too hot September too humid October too drizzly November too cold December too dark they're all shit
1: to be fair yeah
0: all times of year are shit for running
1: yeah yeah, just don't bother running.
0: We I know we've been nearly 5 years we were going on about this now. Uh it's still very much the case. No point yeah. running. Your- I feel
1: like I feel like for me April's fine though because I don't do races. Oh yeah, so. too many
0: races not an issue for you, is it?
1: No. So April's probably my my sweet month. I think October's all right. Like when it's not raining it's quite nice and it's quite the temperature's quite good.
0: Yeah, but I had a shtick to fill and I needed to fill up all 12 months for something, so, you know, I had to go okay. with something. Otherwise, I couldn't put October is okay, because that would have ruined the whole joke, really. <laughs> How's your bullshit been this week?
1: Uh, not really been up to much, really. Um, getting back, running after the pigum. Uh The first run back was naturally awful, because I'm doing all these ultras. I guess, I guess no one's heard. I'm doing six ultras in six oh, months. Bad luck. Um... But, of course, if I wasn't doing this, I'd probably be resting for, like, two weeks. Using it as an excuse not to run for, like, two weeks while I I rested. But uh, I've got to get get back to it. I'm an athlete. I've got to get out on the recovery runs. Your
0: Strava profile at the moment is hilarious. It goes, like, 60K, 8K, 50K, (laughs) 0K, 45K, 0K.
1: There's something wrong when you're, like, little chart looks like the patagonia logo isn't there like that's not yeah. that's not right um
0: it's some so, wild yeah, fluctuations going it,
1: on <laughs> it's really fluctu- yeah it, yeah it's not ideal is it um but but yeah so i went out for my first run since so the Pigum. naturally it was horrendous not necessarily in terms of my legs aching or anything i was just really tired um it was interesting because like the Pigum. With the elevation, I thought my legs were going to be in fucking bits afterwards, but they weren't, actually. Um, it's just tired. I just felt really, really tired, which I think is normal after an ultra marathon. to I be mean, yeah, Especially, that's... I think it's more, maybe, I don't know, but maybe it's more so when you're like me and like one of the last to finish and you've been out for a long time. Like, it's a long day to be on your feet, constantly day. moving. Yeah. yeah. yeah so, um, so, my legs were fine and everything else. It was more like, I was just tired. Uh, so, yeah. Been running went back to the gym because I, oh, I should no. do that i know i should do that but you know what i did i didn't overdo it i actually went really light on the weights and i didn't get injured because i didn't overdo it last, t- last time i went back to the gym i lifted really fucking heavy because you know when you go back to the gym and you, you're actually because you're well rested in that
0: sense no you can
1: actually lift like a bit heavier than you normally would um you might not understand but that is no, a thing
0: no no idea
1: and the last time like i went to the gym after not going for weeks, I lifted really heavy, and then I absolutely destroyed my back uh, for like a week. So I didn't do that. I went and I lifted really light, and it was good. So yeah, that's not really bullshit. Weird. That was good. I know, I know. No,
0: I don't like. I mean, it's still going to the gym. It's still cross training and looking after yourself. I know, and I don't agree with I, that. I
1: know, I know, I know. I, I just really get injured go.
0: like a real man.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm just wimping out there. Um, and then of course yesterday which was Saturday no it wasn't yesterday (laughs) which was Friday uh, absolutely torrential downpours in Cardiff Mm -hmm. Uh, went for a, a lovely run with Pippin Pippin was absolutely hating life. She hated it so much. And uh, I went on a run up in, in North Cardiff. Um, and I didn't really know the route very well. I put my phone like in inside my bag because I didn't want to get in too wet because it was, it was really like soaking, yeah. soaking wet. So I kept having to stop now and get then to get my phone out and just check... Um, check the maps and every time I stopped Pippin just sat on the floor just staring like disassociating like staring into space just wanting to be anywhere but where she was um so yeah Pippin absolutely hates the rain hates it so so much uh so yeah she didn't enjoy that you just keep taking <laughs> her out on it yeah, yeah 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 it's tough shit you're a dog get used to it um <laughs> Yeah, and then lastly, I didn't get into London Marathon. Oh, no. Oh, no. I was so disappointed. Not.
0: (laughs) But we we kind of were because we did have that idea of we wanted to get you a stupid world record dressed as a teabag.
1: I will. I'm going to enter the the ballot every year. And when I do get in, that's what I'm going to do if I get in. That's what I'm going to do. You know,
0: there are other marathons. You're aware of that?
1: oh yeah but i i don't want to run a marathon regardless <laughs> i don't want to run a marathon so i'm just entering london because everyone else is it's just mob mentality and then if i get in i'll run as a teabag
0: so it's bosh that thing that everyone does every year of like oh i didn't get in thank goodness or the people do get in mm. like oh no i've got in we're just being very overt with that and you're just like yeah. no i do not want to get in but i'm entering anyway
1: Yeah, yeah 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 you're just
0: being yeah, straight okay. up front with that
1: yeah, I'm just being carried with the crowd. I, I don't even think of entering. And then I see everyone on social media like, oh, enter the London ballot and getting ready to be rejected for the millionth time. And I'm like, okay, I should do that too. So, yeah, well, no interest in running a marathon.
0: No. Uh, well, I didn't get in for the 38th year in a row, so I'm okay with that. Still didn't enter the ballot.
1: There we go. <laughs> what else have you been up to other than not entering... The
0: ballot for London. <laughs> uh, went on a group trail run, it's kind of led some people around in Cardiff. So I, I'm like, I like these kind of suburban trail runs where you're finding all the little random paths and kind of bits of canal paths uh, all around kind of the different parts of the city. So I did one of those. Went pretty well. We only lost two groups and only one person fell over. So that's pretty good. That's good. Just yeah. like running along, like the group ahead didn't appear where we expected them to appear because they went a different way. Uh, slightly ambiguous instructions on, on my uh, part. And then another group that kind of went off ahead and then took a wrong turn. And then we got to, like, again, got to, like, the point where we'd gather up and they weren't there. So I'm like, oh, shit. So I had to go running around looking for them. Found them eventually. It was fine. It's fine. It's all part of the fun. Only one person fell over. So there was blood. So the uh, the run was blessed in that way. So that's good. Good. I also was in the Forest of Dean last week. Utterly miserable run. Just one of those runs that makes you think, like, if today was a race i don't think i would do it because like as soon as i started it was miserable it was so humid there uh because it's in the forest as well so all the pollen is packed in all the humid humidity is kind of caught in the trees probably i'm not sure if that's really a thing but it felt like it i did like 25k i hated the whole thing i could have given up very easily i i took i think i planned it so i'd go like the steep way up and then the long downhill way back but i went the wrong way and did it the opposite way around which really did not help but even on the way down i was stopping to walk because i just could not be bothered hated it um but i did come to the realization uh did a little uh thing on instagram as well about the best running nutrition there possibly is and uh, looking for a sponsor if anyone's got a contact here what i'm what i'm into is petrol station flapjack oh. and it's the type of flapjack you can only buy generally at a petrol station maybe sometimes a corner shop but like a shit one not a good one um the flapjacks they're like. No more than a pound usually, sometimes 79p. They are 450 calories or thereabouts, sometimes more. And like, for, you are not going to get more calories for your money anywhere in a more delicious format than a flapjack. Definitely. I'm so, so pleased with that. Um, I did try and look up the company that makes these because I, I actually went to Pet Station. I bought like five because uh, I'm going to, I'm eating those for my long runs now because that's what I'm planning to eat on my ultras. I'm going to have a couple of those stashed away i did try and uh, find their social media so i could tag them you know just a little kind of cheeky shout out to them um one of them was called so so i think it was Uh, i looked up their social media the only thing i could find was a twitter account of theirs from nine years ago uh they tried for a couple of months and then just gave up so you know they were really like trying to get engagement and asking questions and stuff obviously they were a brand new account no one followed them no one ever gave them any replies so they just gave up Nice. I guess the kind of company that just supplies to petrol stations and corner shops probably don't need that much of a, a social media presence which is a shame and
1: vending machines as well I think like. yeah um but if I wanted lunch or something sometimes I'd just have a flapjack out the machine and they were so good and they were so filling sometimes I'd eat like three quarters and have to put the rest in my bag it was so filling
0: oh yeah yeah those are good so that that is my running nutrition tip for everyone just smash down a load of flapjack on a warm day slips down no problem uh, in the winter it might be trickier
1: that's what she said
0: that's what she said <laughs> I also just did a, another race the Cosmiston Relay which is kind of the best race of the year for my club so I'm not going to go into it here because it's too good to complain about but I got another course PP so I'm very pleased with that fantastic nice. night Um, the best bit of this race is because everyone brings enough food for four people and there were 72 people there plus spectators and everyone bought enough food for you know four people each so it was an obscene amount of food straight away like as soon as I finished my run I felt really sick because I'd run so fast but I went straight over to the table I was standing there I'm like I feel sick I don't want to eat anything but I'm going to start anyway because I need to make a start because I want to eat because I don't yeah. want to leave it so I'm like I'll right, start with a little bit of fruit a couple of blueberries yeah that's fine right cheese and pineapple on a stick a couple of flapjacks crisps right I'm into it now get some hummus go yeah there we go I'm happy great nice. night out
1: and were road shoes okay because you asked me about that and i said it should be okay and then i felt this massive responsibility that it was okay and i thought was that the right decision should i have said no you need to wear trail shoes
0: yeah everyone was very worried about this This it's kind of a semi-trail course and it had been a fair bit of rain the day before and i knew you were there you know you were there like a couple of days before yeah trail shoes absolutely fine perfectly dry it's a great Mm -hmm. path that just drains away completely so yeah yeah perfect conditions for it it was amazing nice oh yes uh, you can support this podcast by going to patreon.com forward slash runningisbullshit and donating money every month. No one knew this month. Great news. Makes it much easier for Amy to do this.
1: Can I send to Ruth KP Francis Howe Cassie Jones Karen Blay, Ian Hale's Jewel, running Liz Reese Victoria Dick Sophie, of course Elizabeth, and David, Irwin Amanda, Murray, Hyde, Eight, Brian, Simpson, Mac, Jones Viola, Grep, Noms, Dawson Claire, Dina, James, Lamper Claire, Davis, Luke, Daniel Karen, Hamilton, Matt, Catherine, Fenton, Stuart, Stevens, Matt, Lees, Maria, Wicks and the Benson Tabolic Adol Andy Robbins, Trish Alton, Jay Howes, Martin Jowski Sandra Hines, Carl Fleming, Wick Stein, Gail Seal, Rachel Bentley, Andrew Foster, Swales, Debbie, Hurley, Gordy, Farewell. Derry, Mark, Burroughs, Kel Ryder, Raymond Quinn, Kat, Abigail, Hardman, Nikki, Jones, Matt, Jozowski, Gregory C., Matt H., Matt Newbury, J.A.P., Tony Howells, Clark Gilmore, Anthony Howell, Stevie Robson, St. Graham Howell, Martin Captain Gabriel Thomas Nyer Rachel Ball, Sophie Jacks Jason Spinks Matt Capin Kirk Shepherd Nikki Genders. Hey, don't come back. That's a lot. Okay instrumental so we're just gonna like we're just gonna get these done Kath Everett Belled McCarthy, coffee Charlie Neverson Tom Alcock Wood. Dawn Shepherd, Elliot Lyne Ian Thompson, Aaron Shaw Ivor Hewitt, Jonathan Carter Sam Wadey, Vicky Robbins Adam Atkinson, Paul Hibbert Victoria Magnus, Len Martin Neil Denton, Julia Page Lisa Gibbon, Annie Nichols that's the end of the song. Oh,
0: when Thank you very much to everyone who donated this month. Maybe that was quite good for you.
1: I know. It's because I heard this on the radio a few days ago, and I must not have heard it since like 2005 um when did it come out I don't know uh anyway it's one of those songs that you know you hear in the supermarket and you're like what where is th- I, I when, why have I not heard this song in so long I totally forgot this song existed but I heard it and I still knew every single word so I'm like that means I can probably do it because I, I struggle with Patreon songs where I don't really know the words and I just have to sort of like guess how I should sing it um so really?
0: yeah. Nice I mean, we've done yeah. dozens of these each now, and it's it's generally getting yeah. quite hard to find something that you know that's long enough that has enough lyrics. Hard oh, the work, thing
1: mate. is, is that balance of like enough lyrics, fast enough as well. Yeah. because the but they're not too fast because then it's really difficult and it takes for fucking ever. Or like yeah. me, you just you just throw it out the window and give up. We are earning um, our money. Yeah, we are. It's hard. It's hard. I feel like I've earned it this month. I feel like I've done a good job this month. Good
0: for you. Uh, before we get into the messages, I've just got a random question because I was looking at this before uh, we started recording. How fast are you about keeping running photos?
1: Only, only if I look. Okay, acceptable, which isn't many. Because most, as we know, most running photos look fucking awful. I like, at some races, I don't know, like the race photographers at the Pegasus events are are lovely and they take loads of photos and they're all available for free, which I think is fantastic. Mm -hmm. But I look fucking horrendous in them. And it's not their fault. It's just, it's obviously capturing my likeness. um, But I look horrendous, especially the worst ones or where they actually get you to like smile. They're like, hey, smile. And there's some pictures of me like holding my medal and I just look like just weird and not right again not their fault it's my face I'm responsible um, so yeah so I do keep them but only if it's something that I feel is okay so it's very few photos I actually keep
0: Oh really because I just remember when I first started you know I was just doing park runs at first it's like more than 10 years ago and like occasionally there'd be a photographer and I'd get you know get the photo and I'd download the photo and then it, I just kept that going every time I saw a photo I thought well i you know my first park run photos are awful they're so bad I look like a proper hot mess. But I kept them anyway because I thought they're funny. But I just kept doing that. And I now just had a check because from this re- race on Wednesday, there's probably a few more to come from that. I found my first few from there. I now have over 600 photos oh, of God. myself running Jesus. <laughs> from over the years. Because basically, if I see one, Facebook or Flickr or Google Photos seems to be quite popular now. I'll just download it and, and get it. Because I think, well... It's a photo of me out there I kind of I kind of want a copy I kind of want a record of that because mm. if that goes away if Flickr for whatever reason goes away. actually a lot of people's Flickr accounts I think they got restricted to a thousand photos I think mm. free or the low level thing so I think a lot of photos have been lost mm. and people aren't getting that so I've just downloaded them now I know 600 is a lot but then I did have a quick look that includes 47 from one mile race. Um, just because, like, the photographer just took thousands and dumped them all on Flickr. And I was like, well, I'll just get all of them. Might as well. Well, you, you
1: keep every single one. Because yeah. if, if there's, like, a couple of, like, or even three or four photos that are obviously taken over a very short amount of time, I usually only pick, like, one. Yeah, that would be,
0: that would probably be the smart thing to do. But I think I can't be bothered just to pick through them and, like, no. pick one. So I'm like, oh, I'll just download them all. Might as well. So, yeah, I do have an absurd number of photos of myself, which is
1: incredible.
0: Yeah on reflection incredibly narcissistic
1: I mean but it it does include all the shit ones as well it could be a pictures of other people that would be a lot weirder like other people downloading other people's race photos
0: you know what there is a thing on Flickr (laughs) where you go to people's profiles or albums and you can sort them by the ones that have been viewed the most that is a creepy way to do it I, I remember just doing I just came across a photo before an album before and I think it was already sorted to that I was like that's an odd selection Uh, To be (laughs) the top of this album Then I looked and I'm like It's sorted by most popular And I thought Oh that's That's kind of unpleasant
1: God Yeah Yeah That that is You know uh, What is it Is it um, That film One hour photo With
0: Oh
1: yeah There could be a running equivalent Of that Of people who download you know, what's worse downloading just the pictures of people you like like just, oh, i like that picture for whatever reason or the same person like for whatever reason event. yeah i wonder why <laughs> and, and, or if there's a person that tends to do the same local events as you and downloading their picture every time yeah and then wallpapering your house with it
0: yeah that, that's the next step i haven't or just
1: hypothetically you know
0: yeah sure i've never i've never seen the uh, the reverse angle of where you're sitting so you seem to know a lot about this
1: it's
0: fine, yeah. <laughs> so just thought there about running photos. I'd like to hear about anyone else is quite as narcissistic as me, or anyone who's got a system for keeping photos. That's always interesting yeah, or, to hear.
1: Or if you download other people's photos, we want. To... <laughs> we
0: do want to know that, and if you could give your address details as well yep. uh, and your local police, um, constabulary, that would be really great. We can yep. make a report. Yep.
1: <laughs> Onto your messages. Don't forget to get in touch with your running bullshit on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Just search running is BS and let us know why you particularly hate running this week.
0: Yeah, not threads yet. Can't be asked. Maybe later.
1: Oh, yeah. threads. Everyone's on threads now. Elon Musk has gone nuts. Everyone's jumping Yeah, but not everyone's
0: on threads, but no one's fucking posting anything. So every time I go on there, it's just shit from other people. I'm just like, oh. I just look through. I'm like, is this the shit that other people are looking at? Because I can see why people say social say social media is bad now, because this is all dreadful content.
1: Well, you know what you can do as well, which is a bit weird, is because it's all connected to like Instagram and all that and Facebook, you can automatically just follow everyone you follow on Instagram. So yeah. I've just done that because I'm lazy. I did that as get well, these, but no one's posted I get, these no, I get these notifications like so-and-so accepted your follow request and I have no idea who they are. And I'm thinking, I don't I hope they don't think I'm some sort of creep just following them. Yes, yeah, because
0: that's some someone you followed on Instagram 12 years ago and forgot about.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm like, who is this? Why have they accepted me? Like, who are you? But there we go.
0: Well, we posted it on the socials that we do have to ask you to not vote for us at the British Podcast Awards Listener's Choice, and the contrarians you are went and did it anyway, for some reason. Um, Actually, one good reason for voting was from at Yellow Mag, who said he voted, so those miserable gits have to get dressed up and sit through an awards evening, which I applaud for its sincere pettiness. Yes. That is a great reason. I mean, we've literally got no chance, because it's only celebrities with massive uh, following accounts that get these awards, but still... I appreciate the thought that you would want to put us through that. That's yeah. that's a good reason.
1: Definitely. <laughs>
0: uh, Matthew J. May also voted but said it's not been the same since Amy actually started doing proper runs. Do you remember the do you remember the good old days of you just not running and building up your mileage which never happened?
1: Oh, yeah. That that was great. I mean, there were times I was quite unwell and that was the reason I wasn't running, but never. they were good days. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> Everyone remember that time when amy was going through a really tough time in life and she wasn't no. running. That was, that was that was great content everyone's just like <laughs> i just
0: remember she was lazy i think i think that was mostly it yeah
1: <laughs> oh love it yeah yeah good times
0: good times i also had a retweet from i am matman who has changed his name on twitter to gary superman which we very much approve of
1: yeah definitely Jeez. great name Susan Smith has also been in touch and said shit paths are indeed bullshit great podcast love how real you are listen to another podcast this morning which the guest stated if you're not going to be competitive why bother (laughs) (laughs) why bother
0: why bother what are you doing
1: what's the point that's crazy
0: we have said before that races are a weird thing in a way because like literally 99% of people there have no intention whatsoever of trying to win a race which is the point of races But, like, that's just not what races are anymore. It is a bit strange, to be fair, but come on. I don't
1: don't understand how, like, people can get to their adult life, because I'm assuming this is an adult, and not really think about, and not really understand how people do things for different reasons like that they're so in their own heads it's just absolutely mad like
0: i mean are they do they look at marathons on tv and just think well these 10,000 people are shit why are they even there why are they bothering why bother how how can you not be aware of like the running culture across the world people aren't actually all elite runners big surprise (laughs) though in some small way i kind of get it because like if i go to a race i do run as hard as i can Generally, unless it's a really unless it's like something over twenty miles or something really really difficult that I might not finish, I do go to races that I run hard at because I'm kind of par. I'm kind of over the thing now of going to a race and just like jogging it to enjoy it because I think well I don't want to pay twenty five quid to just like jog around somewhere and get a medal at the end. It doesn't for me. It's not really worth it because I've done that a lot. So I do I do kind of pick my races and I do run hard at the races, but. I'm not being competitive. I'm being competitive with myself and maybe just that guy ahead of me and Chris Davis. But no one else. I'm not trying to win things. No. I'm not pulling out just because I'm not going (laughs) to win. We do hear from listeners in Australia every now and then, sometimes like Ireland and the US. But you know what? We don't get many from people in non-first language English-speaking countries. Uh, I wonder
1: why. It's probably because I can't fucking speak English. English, and that's the only language I speak, so like, oh, I can not make head nor tail of what I'm saying. <laughs> you even stuttered
0: over that sentence, which is amazing. I know, amazing. exactly. Um, so, you know, I was just looking through the stats. There's people from all over the place listening to us, so unless it's just you lot on holiday, please drop us a message and let us know what is bullshit about running in your part of the world. Fascinating yeah. to hear. We do hear from Germany, that's mostly Martin Kaplan, but I'm not sure we've had many from anywhere else. So if you live in some weird country, <laughs> is that a thing I can say? I think so. Probably
1: not. Probably not. <laughs>
0: We want to hear from you. Who's yes. Th- it, what a strange podcast to listen to if you're trying to improve your English.
1: Oh God! If English is your second language and you can actually understand me, yeah, you're native now. You're 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 a native English speaker. That's fine.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, you know there must be a huge untapped bullshit mine we need to know about. So we need to get into that place.
1: Yes, definitely. <laughs>
0: We are banging through this today.
1: I know. Get it done. Get Get it it. done. Get it done. Do something else.
0: Oh, yes. Uh, Ashley Paulson has demolished her own course record at Badwater 135, and she takes overall victory, which is fantastic to hear. Mm -hmm. She completed the 135-mile course in 21 hours, 44 minutes, 35 seconds, which is two and a half hours ahead of her time last year. Not only did she beat the women's field, she defeated every single male competitor in the race, with Simon Holvik of Norway winning the men's race in a time of 22-28, so not too far behind also Mm -hmm. under the previous record. Her record-setting time in 2022 was the subject of widespread speculation, doubting the credibility of her achievement, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, But Marathon Investigates had a look at that, And said, it is my strong belief that Ashley's result is legitimate. There is nothing in the data to indicate otherwise based on my review and the review by the GPX verification professionals. All reports and claims from those on the course have been explained or otherwise dismissed. If Marathon Investigates say so, pipe down. Pipe down. Can you pipe down? I know you can pipe up. (laughs) Shut up. That's what I'm saying. Shut up. Just shut up. Aim sharp. I
1: mean, Marathon Investigates... It's marathon investigates. Like the blog is, I think I think his blog's really interesting. Anyway, but have a look at his blog on this because it's so detailed. It is so detailed, and
0: he's thorough. And yeah,
1: yeah, it's very thorough. So if he says she didn't cheat, she didn't cheat. But yeah, I, I found I found this story interesting. Um, for a few reasons firstly the um the story on run 24 7 which is quite a big news website for all things like ultra and trail running but mainly ultra it's, it's funny because when you look at their homepage as it exists at the moment and you scroll down to the bit that's about bad water the main big picture and story is about the men's winner Oh, yeah. and then and then her story is just like alongside is like a hyperlink I'm like what even when a woman wins like all out in like a like a and beating the course record alongside yeah. that you know it's just, why is the man that like, the main pitcher and she's like you know, relegated to this tiny little hyperlink is absolutely bizarre. That like, is weird. Yeah. obsessed with men's winners, like bizarre. So, but yeah, I think I think stories like this are really cool because I love how in ultra running women can be overall winners. I think yes. that's really really awesome and something we don't often see in other sports. So, really cool. And then the other aspect I thought was interesting was all these people doubting her um her wins so her her winning last year and also this year i know that she was banned from i was looking into this a bit not too much obviously cuz that would be too much research for me um but she was banned from triathlon i think it was a few years ago uh for taking a banned substance mm-hmm. i don't i don't really understand the substance and the stuff around it so i don't know how serious that was um so there's that side of things. But then a part of me is like, how much of this as well is that she's just a fast woman and people don't like
0: that? Dude. Yes, they've looked at it and gone, well, she must have cheated. She must yeah. have done it. If we, if we look into it, we can find something.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe there's some sort of like uh, content analysis somebody people can do that looks at like men who have also been caught out for substances um, and whether people still look into their results and see if they investigate whether they've cheated or whether this is I don't know I don't know I'm not saying it's definitely because she's a woman because she there is that whole she was banned from triathlon thing I get that but I don't know something about it just doesn't sit right with me
0: yeah oh speaking of that I was just reminded actually um in America Shelby Houlihan has just broken the women's uh beer mile record oh and yeah I saw that absolutely yeah. absurd time I think she's done it I think she's the first woman to do it under six minutes Um, but she is banned from professional running because for taking a a substance so i think like beer mile i've never had to deal with this before and they're like oh shit can we can we allow that because she's technically i mean you don't have to be a professional runner to do this but she is banned from that so do we advertise i mean that's quite a tough situation like do do you promote that and say hey look this is a great thing or do you like oh that's kind of awkward now
1: Yeah, and I know like as well, because I don't know much about these sort of things, but I know that some substances are worse than others in terms of how much they enhance your performance. Mm -hmm. Um, Because some of the banned substances can be found in things that people take for asthma and stuff like that. So you have to be really careful with even um, prescribed medications that you legitimately need. Uh, So I don't know... The stuff around the substance she was banned for whether that was th- the circumstances around it how serious it was all that sort of thing so i don't know i mean that's obviously going to affect how people view her subsequent wins but, mm. but yeah i just hopefully she is it sounds like from i, I trust marathon investigates with my life i'd get him to investigate my murder if it happened <laughs> yeah um so if he says she hasn't cheated she hasn't and i think it's really awesome oh, i, I mean, love if, that if you yeah. get
0: do get to do a london marathon you do get murdered on the way we're flying him over don't worry <laughs> That would be fantastic.
1: It, oh, like a Scandi... Oh, I'm, like a Scandi Noir, but Marathon Investigates. <laughs> in marathon... Oh, I just had this idea that I'm going to take to Netflix. Scandi Noir, Marathon Investigates. And it could be called, like, The Bib or something. And it's about, like, the people who, like, swap bibs at, like, Disney Marathon.
0: <laughs> bandits. They're just bandits, the something like that. Bib bandits. It'd just be him in a in a jumper looking out the window in the rain or something yeah. like that. Just constantly yeah. for, like, yeah. nine series. <laughs> amazing
1: oh, okay. oh, definitely taking that to netflix um finally it's a bit of a, a slow news week this week but we've got an update on aaron robinson and he's the guy who wakes up at 3 a.m every day and runs a marathon with his two dogs river and inca so we reported about him i don't know when we put a while ago now i think he was towards the beginning of his journey just just the- every couple of
0: months when we've got a gap to fill basically yeah 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 we're talking
1: about aaron robinson um but <laughs> I think I mentioned it last time, but just to add, like, he wakes up at 3 a.m. every morning um, to, to run this marathon with his dogs. And you think, oh, yeah, he's probably like, maybe he's really rich and retired or like whatever. No, no, no. He does this before a full day of work. Yeah. Like, he yeah. does this and then goes to work, which is insane because if I wake up at 5 a.m. and run 5K, I'm, I'm calling it work six, to be honest. Yeah. Um, so he has now completed 200 marathons in 200 Eesh. days. Which exceeds the official Guinness World Record for a man of 82 consecutive days um, and the women's official record is 106 consecutive days. That said, because we said last time that sounds pretty low for Uh consecutive marathons. And obviously the Guinness world record attempts they're so like um, you have to put in a lot of evidence and stuff so yeah, I imagine it's quite prior... yeah. yeah I imagine it's really difficult to get in the official whatever um, but the unofficial record is 607 marathons in 607 days which sounds a bit more realistic mm. in terms of what people can achieve so that's what he has his sights on to beat next um, Fucking so up. I've that's been
0: that's over a year more doing this though <laughs> Jesus yeah.
1: that's almost two years like 607 oh like. That's insane. What Um, life? So so this is from the article from BBC News and he said he was close to quitting one day. Um, He said it was day 171. He did five miles and thought, I've had enough of this. I can't do this anymore. So he stopped and posted on his Strava that his record attempt was over. He said, Then my dogs had a very stern word with me. Words I couldn't possibly repeat before the watershed. They said, Get back out there and finish this. So that's what we did. And now we're still going. So it's thanks to my dogs that we're still doing this. I think if your dogs are talking to you, it's time to stop.
0: Yeah, I think, yeah, (laughs) he he should take the opposite message from that. If your dogs start chatting to you, you should be like, okay, I definitely need to stop.
1: If you're in the woods at 4am and your dogs dog's say, come on, get on with it, then it's time to go home and just go back to sleep.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, this man is clearly sleep deprived. (laughs) Bless his heart. Yeah.
1: but he's on Instagram I can't remember his handle off the top of my my head but search Aaron Robinson and you'll see like running with his dogs and stuff so I do I do like to follow him on Instagram and see what he's up to but it's just mad like 3am every single morning
0: yeah it's my it's crazy happening. collies one word
1: that's it that's the one yeah. I, you, I bet
0: the dogs absolutely love it I'm sure there's yeah. probably he probably gets loads of shit from people saying like that's really cool for your dogs but I'm certain the dogs love it
1: oh mate I would love to be in on those Facebook conversations because I, I, I love this sort of well, between drama between him and his dogs yeah no, <laughs> I'd love to be on. Like, if somebody was to post this to a dog orientated Facebook page and the comments, like, that's cruelty. Some people shouldn't have dogs. Da, 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 da. I bore off. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> anyway, Stuart, what's next?
0: Ooh, this is a quick one. Uh, I've got a race this evening. It is a 5 p.m. start. Have you ever heard of such nonsense? A that 5 p.m. start on a Saturday.
1: It's dinner time. That
0: is. It's fucking dinner time. So. Yeah. I'm not particularly pleased about that, but it is a fantastic race. As I said, it is piercing with rain here. This is a a multi-terrain race with a river crossing and down the second largest sand dune in Europe. So full report on that next week. There
1: are thunderstorms.
0: Yes, there are, yeah. And a yellow warning for wind. Nice. always the case in this house. (laughs) Um, And also, because of my ultra training I'm in, I'm also doing 800 metres and 1,500 metres and the javelin this week great this all this still ties in with my training so well i'm doing five races in 10 days the,
1: the javelin
0: yeah just for a laugh just it's track and field so i'm like fuck it i'm doing a field event i really wanted to do triple jump because i always wanted to do triple jump since i watched the first athletic i ever watched was jonathan edwards in Gothenburg in 1995 that kind of set the bar for me of what athletics should always be and i've always been really disappointed watching triple jump since but i've always wanted to do it never had the chance but my hamstrings would tear apart if I tried to do that. It would not work. I believe they say when you triple jump, when you do it properly, you put something like ten times your body weight through your foot when you jump, That's and mad. I could not handle that with no uh, training whatsoever. So javelin, fuck it, I did it at school. So how hard can it be?
1: Mate, I actually, I actually used to really like javelin at school. Yeah. I used to. Everyone who's been a long-term listener knows that I hate, hated peeing in school, but I actually used to like athletics and I used to love the javelin.
0: Yeah, so I also get on a track 800 and 1,500 to go alongside oh, that. So gross. How hard can that be? They're, they're uh, like the
1: most horrendous distances you can yes. do as well, those ones. Yes, they yeah. are.
0: Really, really bad. So that'll be fine. I've also got a fucking massive drive to do it, but, you know, why not? Um I'm also going to try and do a long hike. And this is my plan for like a couple of weeks' time because my ultra is getting closer. It's only like six weeks away now. It's 45 miles. So what I plan to do is go and do like 20 miles as a hike rather than a run just because i'll be out longer so i'll have mm-hmm. to carry a shitload of food i'm not i i know what the route is but i'm not putting it on my watch or my phone or anything i'm gonna have a map with me and i'm gonna try and do it i mean i think it's mostly a sign posted route so i might try and change it a bit but try and actually read a map carry food carry water and try and get like logistics sorted out that's my plan just to be out for as long as i can so hopefully i'll get to do that in the next couple of weeks as well nice so yeah, so I've got 20 mile, like eight hour, nine hour hikes alongside 800 meters as, as part of my training with no speed sessions, no strength sessions, no cross training. I am smart. Amy, how about you? You Being smart?
1: <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, I actually am. Okay. So I am, I actually am being smart. Got some track as races? Part, no. Really? As part of my EDM 50 miler preparation, I'm going to recce the course on Monday.
0: Ooh.
1: I'm going to do the first like eight miles or so.
0: Oh yeah, there we go. Because they, they always say the first eight miles of a 50 miler are the toughest. <laughs> that's what they say.
1: Well, I might go back again. I might do two recce. I might do another bit. Ooh. I don't know. I don't know. Just things are going crazy right now. Like, I'm actually doing things. So, yeah. So, I'm going to go do that. Uh, I've got long runs that I do need to do leading up to the Edam. I'm going to do them. It's going to happen. And that's it. Just preparing for the Edam.
0: So I'm just looking up outside again. Rain coming in at 45 degrees again. Fantastic. This is going to be nice. a great night. I'm genuinely look, really looking forward to it. <laughs> the river crossing is going to be really high.
1: Yeah. And oh, you could get look. struck by lightning.
0: Yeah. that fantastic. That's, that sounds... What, what a story that would be. I know. I know. <sighs> Think of the downloads.
1: Lightning is bullshit. <laughs>
0: uh before we go uh just a quick shout out to our friends that are with me now who are finally taking a proper break after podcasting weekly about parkrun for five solid years uh just unrelated to this as well just future plans for us we're happy to announce our new feature where we're going to go to a parkrun each week we're going to speak to the teams profile the courses and tell you why they're all bullshit looking forward to that
1: oh yeah i'm really looking forward to that if you have any parkrun milestones coming up don't forget to keep them to yourselves because no one else cares. No one cares. No one cares. If you've enjoyed this bullshit, please visit runningisbs.com to see the show notes and links from this episode and the whole back catalogue as well as links to our Patreon merch store and social medias. <laughs> that was quick. Right, it's done. <laughs> Dribbling down your leg.